one. Hey guys, welcome to the Wrestling Escape Pod, this brand new episode all about the funniest moments. Of course, I am joined by my co-host, my co-host with the most, uh, yes. Tommy Toy Travels. Uh, how are you, my friend? I am very sad today. Very sad. What, for this funniest moments episode? Yes. yes. <laughs> why, why are you sad? Because nothing is funny anymore. Nothing is funny. Is that because we're going to talk about the funniest moments and nothing is going to match these yeah. moments ever yeah. again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. This is going to be the peak of humor, peak of podcasting, peak of everything. That, yeah, this is as good as it's ever going to get. Uh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> That's why it's so sad. Because it's it's the fleeting moment, the ephemeral nature of life condensed a, into a podcast. That is a big word. Oh, I went to art school. Okay. <laughs> what, did they use big words in art school? How yes. does that? Yes. <laughs> I thought it was all about pictures and paintings. Yeah, you got to match big words to the pictures to make yourself seem smart. Nice. This is, this is really good insider information. Oh, very insider. But what it isn't is it isn't the funniest wrestling moments no. so let's no. get straight let's get yes. straight into it what have you got lined up what's your first one all right what, my comes, first to, one. what comes to mind because for me i like to do uh personal stuff i uh i'm not much of a historian but i feel like it would be remiss to ignore one of the greatest moments of comedy that came out of wrestling Shockmaster. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it was it was um not planned to be funny. He fell through that door. We talked yeah. about it on our toy toy podcast. If people haven't seen that one, they're missing out, but we'll talk about it again. But that's like for me the quintessential comedy moment because I'm a big fan of uh, physical humor. And to see a man that they're building up as like wearing the stormtrooper helmet that they painted, painted silver and sparkly, just fall straight down with the explosions and everything. Perfect. Perfection. Comedy perfection. It's it's so good. But then the funniest moments are the ones that aren't meant to happen. Um, yes. And uh, obviously that was not meant to happen. I heard uh, something about that moment. Um, I don't know if you ever heard like some of the backstory on it, but apparently um, they reinforced the wall. And I don't know why, but they felt a need to reinforce the wall. So they actually put some extra wooden panel in. Um, towards the bottom of the wall. I don't know if there'd been a run through and it didn't break properly or it broke too easy. or I, I, Genuinely, I, I, I don't know. But um, I know they reinforced it, which is why he easily bursts through the top but doesn't burst through the bottom because they'd reinforced the bottom and they hadn't reinforced the top. The top broke as it was meant to. The bottom had been reinforced with extra paneling, which is why he goes and, and falls. Well, he right. actually falls through. So that's the helmet falls off and he's like, oh my god. That's right. That's so we are now actually getting into the physics of the whole yes. thing. But that's <laughs> such a good moment. For those of you that don't know, this was WCW. Um, and uh I seem to recall you had the likes of the British Bulldog, you had Sting, um, you know, you had all these big names. 
uh, I think uh, Harlem Heat, were they around as well there? Um, and it was all building up to this uh, big match that was going to take place. And uh, they were about to uh, reveal their partner. Uh, and they said something like, our partner's going to shock the world. I mean, that's an understatement, isn't it? <laughs> he did shock the world. <laughs> he shocked himself. He yeah. went bursting through down he went, and as you said, the helmet came off. I seem to remember something like Davy Boy saying, Oh, he's fell on his ass, or something <laughs> like <laughs> And then, like, after that, they were all like, half of them were trying to be serious, but the, the other half was just like, There's no way that this is not going to be taken totally as a comedy segment because yeah. this is too much. Yeah. And I mean, like, they had obviously they had to drastically change his character uh, after that. Um, I remember he used to come down in like a kind of like a I think it was a builder's attire with a hard hat and everything. Um, and he was kind of used more as a a comedy character from that point, because there's no way you can take him seriously after that. There's no way you can take him seriously after that. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, what a moment. What a, I mean, like that might be it. That might be the end of the podcast. Oh, I don't, thank I, you, I, everyone, for tuning yeah, in. But- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how we ever better that. It was so great. Yeah. So great. Um, so uh, one that I've got, right. Uh, I've got to go big to match that. I've, I've got to go big to match that. Um, Titus world slide. That was my number two. Oh, <laughs> number two. Titus world slide. So good. Ah, uh, again. But the reason why uh, I had to bring that up now is because if we are going to talk about things that weren't meant to happen, because obviously we're going to talk about a lot of great moments that was scripted and was meant to take place. Um, this one absolutely was not. Uh, this is Titus O'Neil at the greatest Royal Rumble, running down to the ring, tripping over and sliding straight underneath the ring. It is one of the funniest moments. It might be the most funniest unintentional moment in WWE history. I'd say um, 100%, yeah. And and I would say that Shopmaster is uh, the funniest unintentional moment in potentially wrestling history, but certainly WCW history. So I think we're really starting with two big guns right there. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that Titus World slide. Did you know the world's largest slide is in London? Uh, here in the UK, and it is uh, on the site of where the 2012 Olympics were. There was this really weird structure that got built outside of the Olympic Stadium, and they didn't really know what to do with it after. It was like an observation um, kind of platform, uh, and they didn't really know what to do with it after. Uh, so they actually wrapped a slide all around the edge of it, uh, and it turns out that it is the largest longest slide in the world now um it got opened i think it was around about 2014 2015 something like that um but they actually you can go onto wwe's youtube channel they actually made titus go and visit the world's largest longest slide um so you can actually see him going down the world's longest slide all because of (laughs) titus world slide um and the way that he slid under the ring yeah, that was it's great. I saw it live. And it's one of those things where it was like, 
I'm so glad that I witnessed that. I'm so yeah. glad that that moment I was on this earth because <laughs> the galaxy has been around for so much time and I am but just a sand, piece of sand in the ocean. And to be able to witness that, it's something I'm going to tell my theoretical children. No, my three children that I have. Your three children, yes. Yeah, yeah. When they're older, they're not ready You're not to the know stepfather. You're the father that stepped up. I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah it was uh it was brilliant i gotta say i actually when we were um uh discussing like doing this episode it's obviously one of the things you go back to and watch and um it it honestly blows my mind how close he was to the center part the center stand under the ring because mm -hmm. obviously you've got the uh the ring and then in the middle You've got like a, a leg, if you will, like a metal structure to hold the ring up. He slides kind of between the two, but he is so close to that center strip of metal. He could have gone head first straight into that. It could it could have gone from being like a really funny moment to like a real tragic one. Um, I don't I don't I don't want to think, but it would have been, if he'd have just been a few inches over, that could have been an absolute disaster. So, yeah. um, but it wasn't, and it's hilarious. <laughs> so we're allowed to laugh our heads off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got uh, another one for us to uh, throw around. I don't know if you ever saw uh, Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle uh, together in uh, the early 2000s when Brock Lesnar no. got called up. Um, they kind of uh, hung out with each other because, of course, they've both got that kind of wrestling background uh, obviously Kurt went on to uh, be uh, an Olympian uh, and obviously achieve all of that but Brock has got that NCAA history as well so of course they've got this in common uh, and they're like training together and everything and uh, there's some really really funny vignettes but there's one that um, again when I was doing the research for this there's one where I went back and re-watched it and there's a lot of those uh, kind of YouTube videos that, that are like you laugh, you lose. I don't know if you've seen those, but yes. they just they just compile funny moments. And if you laugh, then, you know, you, they got you kind of a thing. But um, I watched loads of WWE ones and it's, they weren't funny. This is <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah. I like preparing for this. I, I, I searched funniest moments in wrestling and just going through the list. I was like, these weren't these weren't funny. No, they're not. They're not funny. I mean, I think they might have been at the time, maybe. Yeah, but you kind of go back now. Rose tinted yeah. glasses. Plus, also, if someone says this is going to be funny, you're already off to a loser. I mean, there, there's no way this video is going to be a success. No, because people no. are going to click on this, going, "They've told me this is the funniest moment. This better be funny. This it's better be funny at all." Not it's funny. even sadder than last week's episode. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. This is going to be an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. The one I went back and I watched one of those videos and nothing was making me laugh. Nothing was landing with me apart from this one clip, which really made me laugh out loud. And it is so simple. Um, all it is, is you've got Kurt and he's backstage and he's, he's got this massive jug of milk. And he just starts drinking it as Brock Lesnar walks in. And he just, all he does is he slaps him on the back, but slaps him so hard that he ends up spitting all the milk out. So he's drinking this milk. He gets slapped on the back by Brock Lesnar and straight away all the milk's out. 
but the camera pans over and there was just this poor woman that was stood there absolutely drenched in milk. She is absolutely covered. And uh, like you can see, you can see straight away Brock starts like corpsing. He just can't, he can't hold it in. Like Brock already is like <laughs> already starting to go. Uh, Kurt Angle uh, sells it really well. He looks absolutely horrified. But it was the reveal. It was the way that the camera just panned across. And you've got this poor woman just standing there. Uh, I will splice in for those that watch this podcast on YouTube. Of course, I'm going to put the uh, images up Thank on you. that. Um, but oh, if you've not seen that moment, it's um, absolutely brilliant. I do re I do remember seeing uh, like that that clip. It is quite a famous clip. So I have seen that clip before, but the reason why I wanted to talk about it was because of that point. I've watched a lot of those you laugh, you lose, and nothing was landing. But that one, it's so, it's so simple. Some of the best humor is simple. Yeah. And to go back to accidental stuff, I don't know how funny this is for me. I thought it was serious. Uh, whatever WrestleMania that was where it was like Mojo Raleigh against... Uh, you know the the uh, 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 Jinder Mahal. How could I forget WWE champion back before he was champion? And uh, they were doing that little thing with Gronk, and Jinder like got all up in his face. And Gronk was supposed to go over the and enter the ring area, and the legitimate the security guard was like, "No, no, no, stay back, stay back." <laughs> I forgot about her. That was brilliant. Because he, he he knew that he had to get in the ring and he was like trying to explain. But obviously you can't explain. No, it's all right. I'm meant to. Because you can't say that out loud. But then he doesn't really know what to do. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's so good. And it's on oh. WrestleMania as well. She's just trying to do her job. Oh, that was such a great moment. Oh. Again, though, again, it goes back to our, I'm going to say this is our first rule of comedy that the funniest uh, comedy moments are the ones that aren't scripted and aren't meant to happen. We've already, even just at the start of this video, spoken about the Shockmaster. <laughs> we've spoken about Titus World Slide. And we've spoken about this woman security guard that wouldn't allow Gronkowski to get into the <laughs> ring. And all of them were not meant to happen. I've got another one for you, oh, right? Yes, and this, is, this, is, this is just completely off the top of my... We're just vibing now. Yeah. We're just vibing. But um, do you remember, I don't know if you saw the clip, the Royal Rumble when Batista and Cena both go over the top at the same time and it wasn't meant to happen. It wasn't meant to happen. So they both go over the top at the same time. Vince McMahon is furious. He is furious about this. This was not the plan. So he comes storming down to the ring in his Vince McMahon way, comes storming down jumps into the ring but as he gets into the ring he blows both of his quads both of his quads get blown out and so all you've got is an angry Vince McMahon that's having to sit in the ring because he can can't stand he can't stand up he's blown his quads so he's having to sit against the ropes he knows he's in trouble and he's still having to stay in character and he's having to sit there and be like, rah, 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 rah. and he's still having to have a go trying to figure out how to fix the match that's gone wrong. So, yeah. it, I mean, oh man, that moment is just brilliant. The whole yeah. thing is falling apart. The, the match hasn't gone the way that it was supposed to. Vince has come storming out, which wasn't the plan. He genuinely was angry. 
He legit blows both his quads. I don't even know how you do that. <laughs> how do you do that? How do you blow both your quads at the same time? And it's not none of this is storyline. This all happened. This is a thing that exists <laughs> in the real world. Um, yeah, so again, so funny. And it uh, not meant to happen. I wasn't even going to mention that. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you did. Yeah, I'm glad I did as well. I can't remember what I'm sure people listening to this are screaming what year that was. Yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head uh, what, what year it actually was, but um, ah, oh, so good. Oh, I am loving this episode. Yeah, yeah, this episode's <laughs> awesome. I am loving this episode. We haven't even got to the uh, scripted moments uh, and some of the great moments that we can get stuck into. I've got a few uh, jotted down here. Yes. Do you wanna, have you got one more you want to throw in? I do, but if you if you could give me some time to uh, compile, to bring myself back after that, after that, I, I totally, kind of lost myself there. Totally understand. Um, let's move on to uh, Royal. Well, let's stay on Royal Rumble. How about we stay on Royal Rumble since we were just talking about the Royal Rumble? Uh, there was a few um, friends of ours that listened to the uh, podcast that. Uh, recommended this i want to shout out uh miss clown one uh who uh recommended this this is our truth in the uh 2016 royal rumble um this is a moment which i didn't recall at first if i'm being honest i do remember him doing it but i couldn't have told you exactly when it was but our truth comes down during a royal rumble this is scripted right and you know how our truth who I think is one of the funniest superstars WWE have ever had, like consistently funny. Looking at what he's done with the 24-7 title in recent times, but even going all the way back with Little Jimmy uh, and the stuff he was doing with Little Jimmy. Um, and here we are in 2016. He comes down to the ring during a Royal Rumble, goes straight under the ring, grabs a ladder, and I love the fact the commentators are selling this so well. They're like, what, what, what's he up to? Why is he, what's like, they're like really building up. What's he doing? Gets the ladder, chucks it in the ring. All the superstars just stop and stare at him as he sets this ladder up in the middle of the ring, looks around, starts climbing his way up the ladder, gets to the top, massive smile on his face, goes to grab either a briefcase or a title, or whatever it is he thought was going to be suspended there because he was under the impression this was a ladder match. So he gets there, and that moment where he's just, like, realising what's actually going on. <laughs> so good. It's so good. Because that was, that was all part of his gimmick. He constantly kept getting the wrong idea about things, the wrong impression on things. Um, it's it, like, it was... So funny. That moment is one of my favorite Royal Rumble moments. But again, so bad at telling you what year it was. I had that's, to go back and kind of research that's that it fine. Was 2016. So again, I'll splice pictures in. Thank but, you. Uh, yes, 20, 2016 is when uh, he did that. Who would you say is, in your opinion, the best comedy wrestler? Who would you say? Oh, you're throwing it to me. Well, I'm throwing it to you because I I would say our truth. Okay. And I wondered if you had anyone that was different than that. 
Uh, it's one of those questions where I ask without knowing the answer myself. Like, nice. I think Chris Jericho is hilarious, but Chris I wouldn't. Is... I wouldn't call him a comedy wrestler. Uh, nice. Santino oh. is really funny, but so wrestling good. wise, he's not of the caliber of our truth. Because our truth can can kill it in the ring. Oh yeah, he can go. Yeah, uh, not right. not that Santino can't. It's just I haven't seen it. Um, and then. Joey Ryan, I think, is really funny. Same with the Young Bucks. Joey Ryan is very controversial. Oh. So I'm, I'm guessing that you are a Joey Ryan fan. You, you like that style of humor. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So obviously he's got, I don't know what it's called. And obviously I'm very aware that we're on YouTube and we, we're, fam oh, we're family friendly. His move. The his move. move. Yeah. I don't know what the move is called. Is it a penis plex? Uh, no, it's called a you porn plex because he's sponsored by the uh, is he? adult what? film website. You... I never knew that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he... <laughs> they pay him so that he can call the move that. So, it's, so it, it's actually branded the you porn plex. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I wonder if we could make it onto you porn. You know, once we've conquered, we once we've conquered YouTube, do you think we could then try and conquer you porn? Absolutely, absolutely. I want to conquer can, all of the yous. We can come up with some really good titles. Yeah, and people will <laughs> click on that. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what the content's going to be, but the it'll, title... it'll just be this. It'll be uh, so oh, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was definitely thinking of something else, but. Okay, we can. Uh, we'll, we'll, once we get to that river, we will cross said bridge. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a deep. You, you come out with some of the best sayings. Well, I've been like, watching a lot of Stargate. Okay, nice. Why. And I'm nice. an artist, of course, of course. So, talk to me. You are going to know more about Joey Ryan than what I'm going to know. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know a great deal about indie wrestling. So, again, you, that's your domain. Um, so what, what is it about Joey that, uh, you, you've really enjoyed? It's just sleazy comes out in his members only jacket with his, his pop gives it to someone and it's a bunch of dick jokes. And it's like, sometimes I, I just want to feel like I'm a 12 year old that thinks dick jokes are the, the peak of comedy. There's also <laughs> a, a guy named Johnny Cockstrong who as well does a lot of, uh, dick jokes. And it's like. Some days, that's all you need. That's all I need. <laughs> so sometimes that that's all you need. Whilst we're talking, right? Can I just interject for a second here because I've got something that's going to connect to this quite well. Perfect. But it's actually it's actually going to take it back to the world of WWE. That's very fine. That's very fine. We need to talk about Triple H dressing as Vince McMahon. And Shawn Michaels dressing as Shane McMahon. Um, I've got to shout out the likes of Sonny Wolf and Monica King. Uh, I think Nails and MY uh, shouted about this. I know a lot of people shouted about this uh, moment when we were talking about this the other day on the YouTube channel. Um, people were suggesting this moment because I have gone back and rewatched it and it is very, very funny. It starts with. Triple H 
making his way down. So this is 2006. It's DX versus the McMahons. So um, DX start dressing up as the McMahons. Triple H comes out, first of all, as Vince McMahon, obviously making fun of the Vince walk as he uh, comes down to the ring. When he gets uh, into the ring, obviously he's doing a, a dodgy impersonation of uh, Vince as well. Uh, I think he says something like, I'm here to ramble uh, and make no sense for the next 10 minutes. Uh, just kind of making fun of uh, Vince's uh, promo style. Um, and he says, he, he starts talking about the fact that um, you, you might remember that DX, because of course he's pretending to be Vince. You might remember that DX last week uh, gave me a rooster. And the reason why they did that was because they were making out that I love cocks. Well, I just want to let you know that I do not love cocks. I do not love cocks. I am a big fan of Dick Van Dyke. I am a big fan of the current vice president, Dick Cheney. If anything, I love dicks. <laughs> And he, and it's just literally Triple H just really ripping into Vince McMahon. But what's really great is they keep building up, obviously, uh, Triple H uh, laying into Vince. And then out comes Sean as Shane. Uh, so Shawn Michaels comes out to Shane's music, doing the dance and everything. He's like dancing around. <laughs> and he's like, look at me, Dad, I'm dancing. And he's like dancing around the ring and everything, doing this like wacky impersonation. Um, and they just, they honestly, they absolutely rip into them. Uh, and you've just got like Shane and Sean dancing around. You've got Triple H as well. Um, it's a really, really, I could sit here and just talk about the whole segment, but that's just like a, a slight overview. I think it's on Raw or SmackDown from June 26th. Uh, 2006, if uh, anyone wants to uh, search that out. Or, of course, you would be able to find it on YouTube. Um, but, uh, yeah, DX, I mean, if you're going to talk about some of the funniest superstars, and we've spoke about Joey Ryan, we spoke a little bit about Santino, uh, we spoke a little bit about our troupe I think you've got to include DX. And I, I got my answer. Toru Yano from New Japan. Hilarious. Everything he does, every time he's in a match, I'm like, yo, I know I'm going to laugh. This is what I'm here for. Give, oh, give us some. Whoa. Whoa. That's, that's comedy. Uh, give some <laughs> examples of what he Every match he comes out, like holding a copy of whatever DVD he's trying to sell, he puts it right up to the camera. Um, he's always like, he does RVD. He stole that. I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, he always is trying to rip off the turnbuckle and every match he does like the same thing. He's just a goofball. It's it's very basic comedy, but he does it extremely well. And it's New Japan, so the wrestling isn't bad either. Yeah, I mean, that, that always helps, doesn't it? I mean, you can have uh, silly wrestlers and comedy wrestlers, but I think it is important that they back it up in the ring. And uh, that's definitely a strength of... Um, our uh, truths as we were saying earlier as yeah. well um i i really liked uh breezango uh and the fashion files yes yeah they were always fun and they could back it up in the ring they could they, they were a lot of fun in the ring um 
I do you remember, I don't know if you ever saw that one match. Now, I'm not going to say this is one of the funniest moments. This actually is one of the weirdest matches that I've ever seen. If ever we do weird matches, this might be something that gets mentioned there. But I'm quite happy to mention it here. They did a match, and I can't tell you the year. I believe it was on SmackDown, but it was a tag match, and they came out. They'd been sunbathing, or they'd been in a sunbed, and they'd been in there too long, or someone had locked them in. And so I think someone had locked them in. It seems like some of the revival might have done. But I know I'm a little bit scarce on uh, details, but that's because I have not researched this. I'm just remembering <laughs> it from my brain. Um, but they'd been uh, stuck anyway in the sunbed and they'd burnt and they came out and they were all red. Like they were all red and they were like, ah, and they were in actual pain as they were like making their way down to the ring. And then they had to try and wrestle this match. So, of course, there's a lot of comedy. Like, every time they even just get touched, like, even just being touched, they're like, oh! <laughs> Ow. And so they were, like, milking, like, the comedy. It is actually quite a fun little match, but it's one of the weirdest matches that I've ever seen because I can't recall seeing too many people at the start of a match already being, like, deeply in pain. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they both came out and, like, they were like, oh! I think that was from around about the same time. I want to say that was like 2017, somewhere, somewhere around that kind of timeline. What have you got? Uh, who have you got next? Scripted segments. This mm. guy, I don't know. I always feel like he's hilarious. I don't know if it's on purpose or he's just like, he's one of those wrestlers where I don't know if he's checked out, he has a super heavy accent or what's going on there, but the great colleague. And when he had to do that... <laughs> WWE shop video where he yeah. was advertising the products and he was just like, you had no idea what he was saying. I think he said like, me like cookie and then held up like a Seamus toy <laughs> and at the end of it it, it was like the, the perfect cherry on top. He picks up John Cena's headband and goes, John Cena and he puts it on his head upside down and just does that and it is it's like it was scripted but unscripted because he it's it feels like that's just who he is and if you go on his instagram i think i think he still has it it's just pictures of him just like this <laughs> in random places so it's it's the type of thing where I, I don't know if it's just him or i i i don't know if it's him or the character I mean, look, the great Carly just watching him wrestle is funny enough but um yeah he <laughs> <laughs> he, did have, he did have those um wasn't he it was the punjabi playboy wasn't he he turned into the punjabi playboy yeah um yeah I, I, it's it's kind of incredible because when he first came in he was this monster very similar to the giant gonzalez but again i mean look there's another example the giant gonzalez from wrestlemania 9 he came in as a monster but how funny was his outfit he had like muscles that were actually drawn on to his uh bodysuit and then they actually stuck like bits of hair on uh, his little suit as well i'm sure when he first appeared on like the tv shows you know like superstars and i don't think raw was around them raw started in 93 so raw started around the same time might be like wrestling challenge and superstars things like that i'm sure they did not put fur on his backside and you can actually see they added uh, like a crack for him 
they actually drew on an ass onto his uh, actual outfit. Um, but then ultimately they would cover it with fur. But again, it's just little little things like that that are unintentionally funny. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the uh, giant Gonzalez. And as you said, uh, the great Carly. Yeah, so good. Not to make this about toys again, but you got you got an inside scoop with Bill. I know he said for a while that Great Collie would never come out with an elite. Has that changed? I'm still waiting for my Great Collie elite. No, uh, it, no, there's not. He's not under a merch deal, as far as I know. So uh, they did do a Great Collie basic. I'm just looking to see if it's at hand, but I don't need it because I can always splice. I a have picture it. In. I have You've it. got it as well. Yeah. But it's, I've always um, wanted an elite. But you've always wanted. What would you put with the elite? I don't know. It's just you can move his chest and his legs <laughs> a little more. Oh, you just want the articulation? Yeah, of course. Uh, maybe, maybe you, you could, could put be... all that WWE shop merchandise with it. <laughs> yeah, I'll get my bud DG to do like an anime. Yes, that'll be so yes. nice. I remember I saw on one of those uh, You Laugh, You Lose videos, there was a clip of him singing Happy Birthday to John Cena. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. A, imagine the great Carly singing Happy Birthday. Um, yeah. That's, that and didn't they like once do a karaoke challenge or something? Are they, the, the segments they did with the great Carly were so incredible. I, I know there was one time he was against, 3MB and one of them takes out like a flute and starts doing some snake charmer thing because uh, Santino's there too. and it's just like I it's just so awful it's hilarious yes. and that's a lot of WWE yeah when, when that you is WWE like, <laughs> those, <laughs> those weird smackdowns that aren't like for any big pay-per-view or they're just filling time with these weird segments with a rivalry that no one cares about because let's get let's get honest for a second no one's going to remember 3mb versus santino and Kali. that's not going to be in the record books but it happened and it was weird have you been watching uh much of the current program uh nope but no. i have you know i am a connoisseur of uh, the channels of memes so I, I did witness the incredible Stone Cold segment with uh, the empty audience where he was like, can I go to hell? Yeah. Oh, empty chairs. And I thought that was so funny. Oh, Are, hate, do you feel you hated that? I hated that. Moment. Well, what I hated about it, I, di I didn't mind the hell. Yeah. And then they show the empty chairs. That's all right. I didn't mind that. You um, hated that. Did you see the Byron bit? when Byron was holding up cards. So Stone Cold would uh, come out with a line or a joke or something, and then they would cut to Byron, and Byron would be scoring it. Like, Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, it's horrible. That, se that segment, like, there's parts of it that you said was all right, where he says, give me a hell yeah. They cut to it, and it's just, you know, there's no one there. I could, like, that was, I think, the first week of them doing the performance center shows. But as that segment went on, Stone Cold would, I can't remember if he was telling jokes or if he was coming out with like some classic lines or something, but every time he would do it, they would cut to the commentary table and then Byron would be holding up some kind of a score. It was so, when we do like cringiest moments, that was, it was, oh, I feel ill just talking about it right yeah. now. It was, it was not good. That bit was not good. Well, I'm sorry but, to bring that up. Oh, sorry to have you live through that again. 
Yeah. No, well, the bit that you mentioned was cool. Um, okay. But as I said, the uh, the Byron bit. Oh, the reason why I asked about the current product is because I genuinely think what Aska is doing right now yes. is really, really fun and perfect for, for now, for this generation, because she is doing a lot of like just funny little dances as she's celebrating. You know, she's kind of backstage doing interviews. She's talking in Japanese, but then she'll throw in some English terms. So she'll be like, Naya Jax, easy peasy. <laughs> but then she'll like dance off screen and she'll go and she'll be like, she's so much fun, man. When she's on commentary, she is slaying it. When she's doing the backstage interview, she's slaying it. When she's in the ring, she's doing the little dances and everything. And, and again, just going back to what we said before, what a talent. Mm-hmm. What a talent. So not only is she funny, but she backs it up, man. Ask Asuka, hilarious. Yeah, some things, something happens in Japan, man. I'm, te- I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I like their, their women wrestlers are incredible, but I'm going to continue on Japan. DDT, yeah. have you seen anything from DDT? No. Which is like probably the premier comedy wrestling uh, oh. uh, uh, company. company. Uh, where is this company? Is it in Japan? Yeah, it's in Japan. It, it's where it's actually where Kenny Omega was. Uh, it's like it was his big home before New Japan. Is that and where Kota he fought Bushi. the nine-year-old girl? Yeah, yeah. That was in DDT. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Right. But yes, that that nine-year-old girl. That is a video that I love showing my friends. Right. Um, so one could say that is comedy, but I was once watching a show. This is like uh, the the segment of the podcast where uh, good luck finding the picture of this. It was like a ladder match for uh, a woman's. I'll get I'll get on it now. Hang on, marriage, and it was so funny because it was like I don't know what was going on. Dude's pants were falling down. It was weird, but the best part for me was. There was a a guy whose gimmick was he was a boxer. So he was wearing boxing gloves and stuff. And he climbs up on the ladder to reach up and get the contract to to marry the woman. But because his hands were in the gloves, he he, he physically couldn't couldn't grab onto the thing. So he was just standing there like that. I, I was just like, this is so dumb. I love it. Was it, was that intentional? Yeah. Yeah, it it was it wasn't unintentional. No, it was one hundred percent intentional. Okay, cool. That's 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 class. That's yeah. class. Yeah. Having him trying to grab hold of it. I just quickly had a look. Then oh, there we are. I ain't finding that picture. Uh, <laughs> I'll see what I can do. But yeah, uh, maybe it's on a clip, and then I can just take a still from it or something. So people Hopefully. are definitely going to want to see that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. No, I've not. I've I've not heard of DDT in Japan um so uh yeah i might have to check that out and they're still going and everything are they yeah well i don't know if they're still going right this moment but yes they're still around well no i should imagine they're watching this <laughs> they're watching so, this yeah they'll be watching this they won't be doing a show right now they'll be watching this okay so. sick, sick. <laughs> there we go uh right let's uh move on shall we because i can see that time is ticking away and there oh. is one moment in particular that I absolutely want to mention, got to mention. All right, um, let's roll this, on out with it. This is regarded as 
the funniest moment. If ever you do, like, if you go to, like, uh, What Culture or you go to Bleacher Report and you look at their countdowns of funniest moments, this tends to come out at number one. And I'm kind of milking this so that people... <laughs> People in the chat right now can fire in their thoughts. Uh, people that are listening along can fire in and start thinking about, I wonder what it is. I yeah, all those people is. listening to us on Apple Podcast, which is, we're killing it over there. Yes. So thanks to everyone. Shout out to you, Tim Cook. Shout out to um, Steve Jobs, everyone, yeah. everyone at Apple. Um, Eric Ives, what was his name? Who was the designer guy? He was someone, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. Milking <laughs> it. This is your life, Rock and Mick Foley. This is your life. This is from uh, 2004. I believe it was the 8th of March. Um, and this is such an iconic segment because um, you've got, this is your life. So you've got Mick Foley in the ring. Obviously, you've got the whole Rock and Sock uh, connection. Um, I think, I think if my memory serves me right, Mick Foley was trying to apologize to The Rock. I think that uh, there'd been a slight altercation, um, I think like the night before at a pay-per-view or something along those lines. I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but uh, I think this was a, a form of an apology. So this is your life. And he brings out like... Um, former teachers, uh, former like uh, gym uh, instructors and things like this. Uh, and The Rock has only got bad things uh, to say about them all. Um, and he like, he, The Rock's recalling when the teacher would put him into detention and stuff like this. And so The Rock's like telling the teacher to know your role and shut your mouth and all this. But of course, the crowd are so invested in it. Um, and and it's just it's wonderful to watch because Mick Foley just constantly just keeps trying to bring people out, uh, trying to surprise The Rock and trying to make The Rock happy and try to please The Rock. And it kind of builds up towards the end where there's even a clown. Uh, this woman that's dressed as a clown kind of gets involved as well. Uh, and Mick Foley's trying to, like, you know, make The Rock um, happy any way that he can. Uh, and it all, you know backfires and fails and it's just this big glorious mess of a segment um but again it's one of those that uh is constantly regarded as the funniest segment the best moment i'm not sure to be honest i'm not sure it's mine i i i, I like the unintentional ones mm -hmm. more so than the scripted ones but WWE gets scripted comedy wrong so many times. They do. This, this genuinely was one of those occasions where uh, they really did uh, get it right. And that's um, why it's so awesome. Yeah. Have you you've seen that? Oh, of course not. No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I read Mick Foley's book, though, and he, he talks a lot right. about it. So I feel I feel like I've I've witnessed it, but no, I have not actually. And like while we're doing this, I'm thinking, yeah, I should probably should probably go watch that right now, you know. But hey, well, look, that that's in many ways what the podcast is all about, isn't it? It's yeah. kind of about people that want to, uh, like you know, relive some of those moments or maybe discover some new moments that they've not seen before. So mm -hmm. there might be a lot of people that are listening to this and watching this that have never seen that moment um and now there might be a good chunk of people that go and check it out 
Yeah. Uh, same same with what you was talking about earlier with DDT oh, yeah. and Shockmaster. And, I don't know if it's know. age appropriate, but yeah. Mm. I want to. I do. I do want to touch on um, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh yeah. Because I think if you're going to talk about comedy and wrestling, then I genuinely think the funniest overall person would be Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, he was so witty on commentary. Um, in fact, I, like the 1992 Royal Rumble is regarded as one of the best pay-per-views of all time. And um, it's regarded as one of the best pay-per-views because of how many big names were involved that year, but also because of Bobby's commentary. Um, he's firmly on the side of Ric Flair. He really wants uh, Ric Flair to win the Rumble. So he makes no secret about that. Uh, so all throughout, he's just talking about how great Ric Flair's doing, is putting down everyone else that's in the Rumble. Uh, keeps saying that they're not being fair to Flair uh, and all this kind of stuff. But his lines are so witty. Um, he's he's come out with things like um, Stu Hart. Stu Hart has trained all of his kids, you know, the Hart family. Only three of them use the litter box now. Uh, and it's just like little things like that. It's just, but he thinks of them off the top of his head and just drops them in. Um, it, it, like he was saying things like, heard a rumor that uh, that wrestler's mom and dad actually ran away from home. Uh, like, <laughs> and, and just stuff like this. Talking to just... Again, just all this stuff that he uh, thinks off the top of his head. His um, relationship with Gorilla Monsoon and uh, a lot of the back and forth that they would do uh, throughout the years on commentary and uh, when they were hosting shows is is some of the funniest stuff. Some of the funniest stuff. Um, even as a manager and he'd like get involved. And uh, I remember like he lost a match to the Ultimate Warrior and he ended up having to be put into a weasel costume because they used to call him weasel. So there's this great match that he has where he gets beaten up, of course. And then um, he ends up getting stuffed into this weasel costume. And it's just it, watching him come around. So he's out cold. And when he comes around and he's like, you know, all dazed, and then he looks down and realizes that he's in this costume in the middle of like Madison Square Garden or someone. And he's like twisting around, trying to take it off, trying to get to the zip. And he ends up falling down. There was a lot of slapstick that was involved. Um, it's it's timeless comedy as a result. Mm -hmm. A lot of his stuff is, 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 is timeless stuff. You didn't need to know anything about the wrestlers at the time. Um, a lot of his lines were very um, universal. Uh, and uh, yeah, a lot of his comedy as well. Just, just really, really good stuff. Have you, you, you've seen a lot of, Bobby Heenan. Unfortunately, not as much as uh, I'd like to have. Probably you... like a few minutes tops. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. You... I know. I know. I have. I have an ocean of opportunity ahead of me. Uh, yeah. Have Have you ever actually sat down and watched like the '92 Royal Rumble? No, but it sounds like I got plans for this weekend, dude. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. I think. It's it's a it's a really great match as well. It's it's regarded as one of the best ever pay-per-views because I mean everyone loves the Royal Rumble anyway, but it's like out will come Hogan, out will come Undertaker, out will come Ultimate Warrior, out will come British Bulldog. 
out will come. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. You, there's just hardly any jobbers in that match. So it's just like a, it's like your dream Royal Rumble. But then what with Bobby Heenan on commentary as well, it just absolutely elevates the whole thing, makes the whole thing so much bigger. Um, yeah, one of my all-time favorite pay-per-views. When we get to doing the episode on favorite pay-per-views, spoiler, that is getting mentioned. That is getting <laughs> mentioned. Although I don't know when we'll get round to uh, doing that because uh, the uh, topics and the suggestions for future episodes are uh, coming in thick and fast. Then I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. Was there um, any other ones in particular that you wanted to make sure got mentioned in this? I've got another couple. Any take quick? yours. Take yours. My list is ended. Okay. Uh, this was uh, recommended by the Insiders Wrestling Podcast. Big fan of those guys. Uh, they recommended the um, obviously one of the most iconic moments is the feud between Stone Cold and Mr. McMahon. Um, so, uh, again, I didn't get a chance to actually find out the date for this, but I'll splice it onto the YouTube video. Um, but uh, you might remember Mr. McMahon being in hospital. Um, and uh, he gets visited by Stone Cold uh, and Stone Cold, like the two of them are actually brawling in a hospital. You're not meant to call it hospital. I think you've got to call it a medical facility. So they were brawling inside this medical facility. Um, but Stone Cold actually grabs the bedpan and at one point smacks Mr. McMahon over the head with the bedpan. And it makes this really satisfying thudding noise you know the kind of noise you know when a billionaire gets smacked over the head with a, a, a metal bedpan that kind of really satisfying sound so uh yeah it's it's a really really fun moment kind of uh similar to that as well uh, mick foley goes in and tries to cheer up uh yes. mr mcmahon as well that was also a great moment i remember he was doing a little puppet show and everything i think he brought a clown in to uh the room as well so um Mick Mick Foley's had some great moments throughout the years. And we haven't oh we haven't even spoken about The Rock. I mean yeah. some of the some of the funniest moments ever have uh included The Rock. I know we touched on the this is your life segment, but some of his lines I always loved when he would ask people uh what do you think about this they'd go to it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> <laughs> so simple but so effective such a great line such a great line um but yeah throughout the years you know he's come out with some really really uh uh witty lines and uh not not someone that you would say was like really a comedy character but um definitely had it in his arsenal brilliant mm -hmm. on promos brilliant on promos but i mean look we oh man we could we could sit and just chat forever on this subject. I, I would I would love to talk about SummerSlam and did you ever see the SummerSlam match between um Sean and Hulk Hogan? That's let's no. let's end on this because this again is sort of unintentional. Great. And it's like a uh, circle. It's a circle it's and poetry, I'm all, man. I'm all about this. I'm all about this. 
So this is um, Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan. And the build for this was great as well because uh, Shawn was making out that Hogan was an old man. And I remember there was even um, some uh, promos that Shawn did where he dressed as Hulk Hogan. Um, and actually, again, there's so much comedy there. You've got like DX when they dressed as the nation of domination. Uh, that was absolutely fantastic. Again, I'll splice uh, that image in so people can see um, DX dressed as the nation of domination. Uh, Sean dressing up as Hulk Hogan uh, and kind of like, yeah, yeah. And he was like making fun out of him. And then he was like, oh, my back. Ah! And he was like making out that Hogan was old and decrepit. Um, but when it actually got to the match, the original plan was that Hogan was going to beat Sean, but then Sean would get the win back and would actually beat Hogan further down the line. So Sean was fine to lose to Hogan, knowing that Hogan would give him the win back. As they got towards the match, plans changed and Hogan was not going to be giving Sean that win back. And that really upset Sean Michaels, as you can imagine, because now he's just being fed to Hogan. Now he's just losing to Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. So um, Sean was really upset about this. And obviously he can't not do the match. So mm -hmm. what he ends up doing is overselling absolutely everything. Hogan, like will throw him into the corner. And rather than Sean just going into the corner, he will jump up, flip over the ring, end up on the outside. And every single thing Hogan did, like if Hogan put the boot up and Sean went into the boot, he wouldn't just fall down. He would like stagger back to the ropes and flip over the ropes and fall to the outside. Um, he was really making out that Hogan was just like this super powerful. How could I beat the mighty Hulk Hogan? You know, and he was just overselling absolutely. He was just being a child. Mm -hmm. But it is so much fun to watch. I really do want to try and um, uh, watch that match again at some point on the network. It's it's absolutely glorious. Absolutely glorious. So. Yeah, I don't know if you can class that as unintentional. Certainly wasn't intended on WWE part, mm -hmm. um, but uh, that's that's how we got to it anyway. So, look, Perfect. another another subject that we're going to have to come back to at some point. Yeah, because there's just so much to talk about. So much. It is what it is. We've got to call it a day. Um, anything else you want to chuck in before we say our goodbyes? No, I, I don't know if that was last week or something. I said how I how much stopping by, so I'll say it again. Uh, great, great audience on those Friday nights, and great audience to the people listening on Apple Podcast. Yes, shout out to. I haven't ventured over there yet. I, I definitely want to. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's brilliant just seeing the response and uh, having so many people getting in touch saying that they uh, enjoy uh, listening to it on, via Apple Podcast or watching uh, the premiere or even just catching up after. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what's so great is that this content is intended to be enjoyed at any time. You know, yeah. that's, that's what, uh, that's, that's why we do it this way. So 
Guys, really, really, really appreciate the support, the ongoing support. It's It means everything to us. So thank you all so, so much for that. Hope you enjoyed this. This genuinely one of my favorite episodes. I absolutely loved it. So thank Super you fun. so much to uh, Tommy Toy Travels uh, for joining us as always. Don't forget to subscribe to Triple T, the YouTube channel. Uh, we're still on the road to 100,000 over there. So make sure that you uh, drop that subscribe. We're going to get that uh, play button for Tommy. It's on the way. Wow. Awesome, guys. Thanks a lot for watching. See you Peace again out. next time. Oh, Bye I for now. spoke over you. That's all right. It's, it, this okay. is the comedy episode. It's funny. Oh, true, It'll, true, true, true. Yeah. No, let's right, just bye. end like we're cool. Cut. Did it cut? Are, where, where, where are we cutting it? Yeah, I'll cut it. Done. Okay. It's done. It's done. It's cut. Is it, are you sure it's done? Is this, is this, has it actually ended or is it? It's actually ended. <laughs>